It's not a timer. It's not a timer. <laughs> Show me your leadership capability. <laughs> I said, what is that from? I want to know where that's from. What's yeah. his name? I was a PA on, a, on an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Collateral Damage, and um, yeah, and that was the big line in that movie was, open up the door, there's a bomb in there. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met him, I go, uh, he comes up to me and he, he had a cigar in his, in his mouth and he goes, uh, what is Jeff and Peter? That's his hair and makeup guys. Yeah. And I go, uh, I, I, I don't know, I'll find them. And he goes, find them, show me your leadership capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Chip Lunch Podcast, and uh, it is uh, part two. Yeah, of uh, you were back in the womb chairs. Yeah, second week in a row, <laughs> in, on, in the hot seat, <laughs> in this lovely cocoon. Yeah, or did we just change clothes halfway through? You'll never know. I can't remember what shirt I was wearing last week, so I might have been wearing a white shirt. Uh, no, it was it was. It was like well, you edited it, so you might remember. Yeah, it was a bit like more. black or grey. Oh, like okay. That. I thought well. when you said swap clothes, like you and I swap clothes, <laughs> <laughs> like we record in these clothes, and then the next episode swap. <laughs> <laughs> I always get confused on Great British Bake Off, which is showing one of my guilty pleasures that I like to watch with Beck. Mm. It's an excellent show. Really, but they they talk about it being over the course of a weekend, so they say, "Oh, the next day." But then they're always wearing the same clothes. So it's not the next day. Well, like, I don't understand how the time works. Can you I tell need to me look why they're in a tent, though? Because it's, I don't know. Why, like, I find it's meant because to be... Because it's, I don't know. Well, it's, the thing that I always complain about is like, oh, they, they're always saying they don't have enough fridge space or oven space. And I'm like, oh, well, like, just give them more. But then it's meant to be an amateur baking competition. Like, right. you're meant to just have a regular oven and a regular fridge. Mm. So I guess it's kind of like that, no, like regular outdoor. But yeah, every time it's like, oh, record heat wave in in England. Oh, it's chocolate week, it's and melting. they're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> every time. So I don't know, but it is a great show. It's very, I I like the creativity, but also it's like non confrontational, which is sometimes good when you just want to chill out a bit. The, they are the more pref- if you're going to watch reality TV, I think they are the more preferable ones. Yeah, uh, my favorite are the. Often are the fashion ones. Oh you yeah, watch yeah. Project Runway. Project. I was about to say Project Runway or. Um, what's the one on Amazon now, I which has know. the two people like has Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn from Project Runway, but Amazon obviously had more money. Ah okay. And everyone like if you win the Amazon one, making the cut. That's what's yeah. called. If you win the Amazon one, like, Arena on Project Runway would give you like a oh, hundred thousand dollars to start yeah. your own company, <laughs> and Amazon they give you a million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. Wow. I like the I like the finding the the middle bit in reality TV. I can't deal with too sappy, but I also just can't deal with so much conflict yeah. that it's just like driving you crazy. Yeah. Like I need a sweet spot. I can't deal with the the ones that are too off either end. Well, I like also that the like people genuinely have skill. Yeah. In the oh, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah. Making the cut. They're like. Yeah. They're actually designers. Yeah. And I think that's why everyone loved the first, like. Bits of Survivor, like the original Survivor oh. series were really good because of that, like people were trying to figure out how to play it. It's more of like a... Forming an alliance. Well, like but before it all became like that. very, like you kind of knew what was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed. But yeah, I enjoy those. My but like, I think, I don't know. My favourite part of Survivor is when they do the snuff out your torch thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like... Tribe Spoken. Tribe Spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many seasons of Survivor have they had now? Oh, there'd be a million, wouldn't 
A million. A million. <laughs> That's quite a lot. <laughs> a million. Hang on. Oh. This is what the people need to know. Well, giving the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> My hot chip preference hasn't changed since last week. Oh, good. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Imagine if it did. Just that, to that keep us on topic. Oh, yeah. Like, I, guys, I had a wild <laughs> week. <laughs> There's a reason it's a part two this week. We're going to spend another hour talking about just your hot chip preference <laughs> yeah, yeah, changing. Like, I had an eye opening. I had, like, Saul on the road to Damascus <laughs> hot chip moment. <laughs> I saw Jesus the light. Spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus spoke to me on the road to. To college or something. <laughs> it says there's at least 20. Yeah. That's I a lot. It should depend if there's Well, Survivor one. Season 46. So it's more than that. Wow. That's crazy. I guess it depends. Like, there's there's all the, the spin-off, like, different. Oh, is there? Like, there's Australian Survivor, and I'm assuming if there's oh. Australian Survivor, there's probably a bunch of other countries that do Survivor as well. This is saying I'm on uh, IMDb now. Mm-hmm. Season 46 premieres on the 28th of February. That's wild. <laughs> 46. That's me. And Jeff Jeff looks just almost the same. Yeah. I think he's had a bit of work done on his hair. But apart from that... He's going strong. He's going strong. There you go. Well, we're in your part two. Yes, yes. Part two of uh, your... Epic. Of this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if we did that, we just filmed a thing like... I just want you to have the big book or whatever. Yeah, and they're also, they're also, they supposedly always trick them into, you know, they're like, oh, come to a... Oh, yeah. Just come yeah. to a dinner and they're like, this is your life. And I'm like, yeah. but are they in a stu- TV studio? Yeah. How do, how often do you go to di- out to dinner in a TV studio? <laughs> <laughs> Me all the time. Yeah, I'm no, such a star, you know. But whining and dining. Yeah, I'm always eating in a TV studio because of all the things that I film. Yeah, it's kind of weird to do a part two and try and figure out where we were up to last time. But there might be a crossover. Who knows? <laughs> it's kind of like, yes, I did edit it, but also I didn't listen to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to remember. And then, like, people that are listening or watching, and be like. Oh, they talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, like last week yeah. they spoke about that. Yeah. Well, you can tell we didn't record them on the same day then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've so had a, w- a week to to like really think deeply about what we were going to say. It's, let it real, really sink in. Yeah. yeah. yeah mm, really absorb. And not just forget whatever we said. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said before, like when we do the podcast, people are like, oh, when you talked about that, I'm like, what? Yeah, oh, heaps. <laughs> so many people are like, oh, I really enjoyed that. I'm like, oh. They also I said that online. People at church are like, oh, like it was cool how you said that. And like, I don't even remember saying that. But they think they've had a conversation with you. About I it. think that's more you because I'm not on as much. Whereas I feel like that would happen more with you because you're on lots of different, all the medias. <laughs> you are the face of survival. <laughs> the face and the mouthpiece. <laughs> and like what the, a face. <laughs> <laughs> what a face it is. <laughs> Not just the face for radio. You know, people always <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So I believe we left off in the last episode, or finished up mm. in the last episode. Uh, you were just finishing up uni. Yes. Yeah. And you actually said something, and I wrote it down. Oh, hang on. I wrote it down. You said you've never known what you wanted to do in your life, and this is another time. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, but then you you obviously moved on to doing something. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember, like, say, like the big. Like milestone of finishing um, high school and then fin- finishing uni. I just remember being like, 
having no idea. Like I, I no idea about what's next. Isn't yeah, what or just like not really. I, you know, have you have those people who are like in primary school? They're like, I want to be a teacher, or I want to be, uh, yeah, or I want to get into blah. Like I've never had that. Like I think, mm. like music was probably the closest I thing say. I had to that, but I never really. I don't know, like. That was always something I did because I loved it and I think I didn't really associate with that with a job <laughs> either, like creative things. I think I wasn't really thinking that I would ever make a living out of it. So, And you didn't want to? You just saw uh, it I think I didn't. I think that was probably part of the fact that I didn't end up enjoying um, design as much was just because... Um, yeah, I found that when you're getting paid to do creative things, you're not actually – a lot of the time you're not actually being very creative. You're just getting told by someone who wants to do something what to do. And then, yeah, that's like a whole different thing. But like – So you kind of saw like that artistic pursuit of more an expression of something rather than – Yeah, I think I just knew – like I know – I've been playing guitar for 14, 14 years now, 14, 15 years, something like that. And I know hundreds of guitar players that are better than me personally, let alone on the internet or the, in the, like, or in the albums or in like the world. Like, so I think I never really considered it as like, well, like, I don't know, like there's, there's a f- famous thing in, um, saying in Nashville because that's where a lot of the session musicians mm. live now in the US and they say like the barista who's serving you coffee is probably a better musician than you in Nashville like that's literally how it works and so like I don't know I'd never really considered music like it's like one of my favorite things and it's a big part of my life but I never really considered it my job mm. does that make sense or it would be a job or no yeah yeah and I guess like it would have been if maybe you struck lucky and you're playing in a band and you do that kind of thing. But I think in terms of like becoming um, like someone who plays for other people or um, more of a session musician or anything, I'd never really considered doing that. Was that um, partly because, like you said last episode, you didn't, there was lots of things about the music scene you didn't enjoy? Yeah, I would say that. And just as well, it's just like so competitive. Like it's insanely competitive. Like, and I feel like, yeah, they're like, it's one of those things where like if you go down that path, you either like are super talented and strike it lucky or you become a music teacher. And I didn't want to be a music teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And like that's the same thing happens with lots of people who are maybe into drama or into dancing. Like I feel like there's only a couple of, avenues for consistent income there and I think I just I don't know I think I always knew that I wanted um I don't know I think I just wanted something more consistent but yeah so I finished high school and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do and then I ended up um uh picking from the uni degrees that got offered to me so I just did graphic design and like yeah again I really enjoy design I enjoy art enjoy getting to create things. I think my, um, I can really tell mental health wise when I haven't been creative for a while. Oh, see, that's what I was saying. Like it's a very big outlet. Yeah. 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 And it it doesn't even necessarily need to be something that ever turns into anything. It's just like, I think like we did, um, we did a painting, we did a portrait painting at um, 
uh, late night last week. Yeah. We, we painted Fox's mullet. And there's, <laughs> there's a couple of beautiful examples hanging around the church if you're at the factory at Kiriwi. Um, and I think even when I sit down and do something like that, I'm like, oh, I miss this. Like, I don't like... So I've always grown up drawing and playing music and stuff. And so, like, yeah, I think it's just been a big part of my life and it's something that um, God has made it's something very special in my life that I think he has given me to help me, yeah, just survive. Like, I think it, it's something that uh, I find really rewarding and having that output and being creative and doing that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I. but then I also found that graphic design is actually just executing someone else's vision. It's yeah. the same as being a builder compared to an architect, I think, or... You know what I mean? Like, and that's probably a bad example because I don't know that's enough very, about building or architecture. Working in the building industry. I think it's the difference between the architect and an engineer. Is that a better, like... No, I, would, I think your original one between the architect and the builder. Builders yeah. get really annoyed at the architect because yeah. the architect's like, you could just make this uh, wonderful over here and you yeah. could do all these things. And the builder's yeah. like, yeah, that's going to cost lots of money because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's really hard to put together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, um, I think I enjoyed aspects of it, but I, I didn't enjoy other aspects um, it was also just the way that it was taught at Wollongong wasn't super helpful. Mm. It's very focused on the creative part and not very focused on the actually um, learning how to use the tools that you're going to have to use. And so that wasn't super helpful. But yeah, I just remember finishing uni and being like, I don't, I know I don't want to, I knew I didn't want to do graphic design even in my last year, but I just kind of like finished it because I was so close to finishing it. Like, so I am. Um, I was like, oh, I'm not really sure what I was going to do. And so I just kind of like started doing a bit of odds and ends and um, uh, going for a few design jobs and like doing some freelance stuff. But yeah, I think that's that time in my life, especially I'm very blessed to have had Beck, who um, mm. was still finishing uni at the same point. But I think I just would have been very lost if I didn't have some kind of anchor point that God had placed in my life outside of that and that God definitely blessed me with having, um, yeah, a partner in so many different ways. Like, um, and so it was hard because, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do and she was still doing uni and I didn't, like, I wasn't working heaps. And so that's always a tension. But, like, we weren't married yet as well. Um, but, yeah, I think God just really looked out for me in terms of her by um, having us go through that together. And I think that's something I really appreciate now that we're a little bit older and have been married for a while. I appreciate that we got to like, yeah, we were dating when we were 17. And so we've done high school, we've done uni together, we've done that post uni thing. Like I really appreciate God. I know in his timing, different people meet at different times, but I've got to I really appreciate that he's let me have that adventure with Beck over the course of that time, you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, and we've got to grow up together. Um, I've really appreciated the blessing that that is and I don't take that for granted. But yeah, I just, um, Beck was a massive support during that time and so I was a bit lost and I wasn't really sure what I was going to mm. do and we briefly mentioned Berea at the end of the last podcast and I think that was a big turning point in my life. Um, so I actually got a job working at before and after school care through um, one of Beck's friends who was working there, who was like, hey, you should come do this, which actually 
turned out to be really cool because there was a bunch of people from church that worked there. Yeah. And so um, I was working with Tracy, um, who we've had on. I was working with Ethan, who I think we've had on. Um, <laughs> I was Just a couple of times. Um, Tyson, um, McCall as well. And um, that was kind of the core that when I started and obviously more people came in after that. Gemma worked there. Um, uh, Michelle, oh sorry, Michelle was already there as well um, from church. Right. Who was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, there was a few other people who came in uh, later. But I think it was something that I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this for a while to um, figure out what I wanted to do. It was kind of like a stop saver. And in my head, I was kind of like, oh, I can work in the morning, in the afternoon, do some freelance stuff in the middle. Like, that'll work out really well. Um, and I think, yeah, in God's timing, he just gave gave me that opportunity which worked out really well again that paid that job paid for my engagement ring that job paid for my wedding um and it also i think really really helpfully um just helped me to upskill in a bunch of different ways that were really tangibly able to be brought across to youth and church (laughs) in terms of like running games and like keeping attention and communicating to a large group who don't necessarily want to be communicated to and like having conversations with younger, um, I almost said crew, but like just having conversations with kids who aren't, um, who are just like trying to figure life out and the biggest thing that happened to them today was school and like I I really, really appreciate it. I actually really loved that but I think I also noticed the the difference between say that kind of environment and a church environment where you're going for intergenerational approach like it's so funny just being like well we're all friends and they're like no we're not and you're like well I guess you're not (laughs) like I guess you have no (laughs) reason to be (laughs) like like it's not like youth where you're like well if we're Christians like we kind of have we're united in Christ and blah 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 it's like no actually like I don't I'm not friends with that person and I actually hate them and I there's actually no reason for me to like them other than like school pride or like whatever I don't know like like (laughs) it was interesting but yeah uh, so I was working at before and after school care and yeah I think God just grew me massively during that time um in relationship and in um yeah just very tangible skills and i loved like i loved it i would recommend that job if anyone's at uni and wants a job like doing that kind of stuff so fun like so much fun the um the other bonus was i was working it was ethan and i working together for the first time um which was really really fun and like yeah we just gelled really well and we would often be outside together and so it was really fun to come up with I think we're both pretty creative people and we like bouncing ideas off each other. So we'd always be bouncing ideas off each other, coming up with new games, testing games during the week to see if they would work on a Friday. <laughs> like, and then obviously he's just an awesome personality and extrovert. Mm. And so like, you can imagine how much kids loved working with him. Um, so it was just a really fun, lovely environment. And then you had people like Tracy and Michelle who were very gifted in like, their presence and being older and how to communicate and also just craft and like all these amazing things that they would come up with. I think it was a really creative and fun environment that I really, really enjoyed. And like, and I think I might've ended up staying there for a bit longer, but I think COVID just completely turned that working environment on its head. I'm sure anyone that was involved in teaching during that period would, and I 
no means was involved in teaching. I never had to teach kids anything. I was mm. just looking after them. I do not say that I had like all the respect to teachers because that period just sucked. It just sucked. It was like the the crew who were coming before and after school were the were the crew whose parents had to work and weren't working at home and couldn't have them at home. And so it just felt a bit like it kind of took a shift and felt a little bit like prison, I think, <laughs> like for the kids. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it was like oh, all my friends, like all my friends, in inverted commas, are at home and my parents have to go to work so I have to be at school. The environment's very Yeah, different. the environment was very different and there was all these regulations and you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that and like they kept being like, oh, you, you're, we're going to shut soon and we're going to think. I guess I skipped over something. So I started as a casual. I did that for a while. Um, someone left and I actually went, you know what, I might just do this as a, like I became a permanent um, for a couple of years, which was great. Like I loved it. Again, I said um, I really loved the consistency. I loved getting to hang out with the kids and I loved getting to grow and have conversations and like my favourite day was always Friday morning because they were also like, tired from the week but they weren't overtired yet they were just like kind of chill on a friday morning and this is the last day of the week yeah oh, and i, I week. loved it whereas friday afternoon sucked they were overtired and crazy and just sick of Pretty being there home. but like yeah. friday morning was excellent and like again creative like i knew i can draw you a pikachu real quick mm-hmm. and can you draw me a pikachu i'll color it in bang bang like stuff like that or like getting to do some arts and some crafts and stuff i loved it i really did love it but yeah covid kind of changed that for me um and I was having a lot less fun, a lot more rules. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, I'm not, again, I, I do not compare myself to a teacher at all, but um, the kids for me were the easy bit. The parents were often the hard bit and like things going on at home and that was often the things um, that made situations a lot harder. Yeah. Um, and so I did really enjoy it and I, I like, it would be interesting if COVID hadn't have happened um, whether I would have just been content or something, but I think God was calling me in, pulling me in a few different ways as well. Um, so I had started doing Berea, and I remember mm. at our first kind of Berea um, uh, tutorial, I guess you'd call it, um, we like had a great time, and then we split up, and I split up with Stu, and I remember it was with Jake as well. I can't remember if Ethan was there. But um, I remember Stu just being like, I think – a, a, any of you could become a minister if you wanted to. And I was like, I want to become a minister. <laughs> like, thanks to you. Like, I'm having fun doing this, but that's not, that's not what I want to do. Um, and like, that's a vivid memory. Because I think I, I, I think like youth leading, I had a very high, I had a great experience of um, our ministers at Soul Revival and held them at very high regard. And therefore, didn't feel like I would be able to step up into something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah, about youth leading too. Is that just a like a self perception thing as well? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. And I think I just I had seen people really give it their all, and I was like, "Am I someone who could give it their all?" Yeah, Does that make sense. Feel, like, it almost feels like you didn't think you could measure up to. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I, like, yeah, I think, 
I had just seen it really well modeled to me. And rather than that being inspiring, it was inspiring, but I think it also just filled me with a bit of doubt as to my capabilities. Mm. Um, Because your interpretation was that they were doing such a great job that you didn't possibly think you could do as well as they did? Yeah, 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 I think so. And so, like, I kept doing Berea and I think there was a couple of years in a row when I thought about maybe pursuing things, but then big things happened in our church that meant that I was like, maybe maybe being a minister isn't for me. Like, it just seemed like a lot of... Um, a big thing was Dan leading. Leaving, Dan leaving. And I think that was, was just... was leading. <laughs> sorry, Dan... Um, leaving from leading. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was just a consideration in terms of like, oh, my whole life is kind of... Sorry, that's a bad way of putting it. Like my, yeah, my life is very invested in soul revival and like do I want my job to be something that is like invested in as well? Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. yeah, like um, if I have to, if I had to leave, like I'd then be like pulling myself out of a lot of community. So you didn't um, want a, a similar to scenario. Like we also talked about how... It really, you found it really hard not being part of the a Christian community for a couple of years yeah. after going here. It seems like a similar thing is you seeing Dan leave. Unfor- that was an unfortunate circumstance that Dan had to leave church, that you didn't want to have to be put in that position to leave Sorrow Bible because that's the, the Sorrow Bible was the community that you'd been missing. Yeah. And then if you pursued a role in ministry that you might have to leave, that yeah. it's all like Dan. Yeah, I think it just made me... Th- like it wasn't a be all and all. It was just something that I had to really think about. Mm. Um, and like, and that is the reality of being a minister. Is most ministers have to leave and go and do their own thing, and like that's what happens um, in lots of churches. And that's not a good or a bad thing. But I think I'm just I was really passionate about soul revival and the way mm. that we do things, and therefore, um, yeah, I kind of viewed it as like. Yeah, is this, am I a soul revivalist or am I a Christian? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what am I holding above that? Um, like, am I, so far, I think I've been pretty, like, resistant to what God has been calling me to do over those couple of years where I was like, oh, I don't think I really want to do this. I'm not sure if I want to do this. And then I think it was that element of... Um, do I do I trust God enough to just go, well, this, let's see where this ends up. You know what I mean? And so I think it was a, a big thing of trust, but I also am trying to, like it's hard to put, explain it, but I'm just trying to convey that like, I wasn't like, yeah, sure. Like this, I'm okay with this plan. Like this is exactly what I want to do. And I'm just a hundred percent in like, I think I for, had thought about it for like, I thought about enrolling in college for like two years before yeah. I did. So, um, and even then, like, yeah, I think there was elements that were well thought out and elements that weren't as well thought out. Um, but yeah, I think I just was finding that I really, really loved the ministry that I was involved in. And that doesn't mean you need to go into paid ministry, um, but that's just where I felt that, God was calling me at that time and it isn't necessarily where I thought I would ever end up. I think 
you asked me, yeah, at any point in my life before six years ago, if you thought that I would become a minister, I'd be like, <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? So like, yeah, it's pretty, and like, yeah, and that's why I really appreciate about, uh, well, six is probably shorter than six. Like, that's what I really appreciate about being on the journey with Beck as well is like, like we've grown up and she's had this full experience with me and she remembers me not knowing what I wanted to do and she remembers me doing this and doing that and like so I think it's really great to have grown up together into um, this role as well as a team and so yeah I really appreciate having someone with me to make those decisions and um, work together yeah it's been really great. Can I ask you about you kind of alluded a fair bit to the decision to, to go to college and become a minister but just prior, like just before that, what was the influence of things like youth leadership and Berea in, you know, pushing you in that direction? Oh, I think it was massive. Like, it was, like I can't understate how much of a big influence that was in terms of like a faith formation um, being clear. I think you have to, if you're going to communicate things to others, you need to have a clear idea of what you actually believe and I think youth leaders youth does that really helpfully because you're a figuring it out for yourself while you're at uni or wherever you're up to but you're also watching younger crew figure that out um and helping them to figure that out and I think that's really important and then at the same time Berea kind of gives you a scope for the different avenues especially if like me or yourself you've grown up knowing Soul Revival and you've done it maybe at Gaimer Anglican in a different way as a youth ministry and now as a church. Yep. But you kind of have a, a frame, like a couple of frameworks within that, but you don't have the whole bag. Or maybe, and maybe you've gone a bit, like I visited a lot of churches and things like through being a Christian and that's really cool. But yeah, I think Berea gives you kind of a bunch of different lenses that they might not be lenses that you actually necessarily believe or are passionate about, but they gives you that perspective that you can look in into and maybe identify um, where people are coming from in different things. And not that those are different or, or those are bad because they're different. Some of them are good and helpful. I think it just helps you figure out that wider range. Um, and I really, really love Bria. And I also love that um, we kind of did it in a cohort. So I was with um, Katie and Ethan and Jake and Gemma. And so, like, they're some of my best friends in the world and it, it's really lovely to have gone through Berea with them and youth lead and our youth coordinate with um, them as well. Like, yeah, I think Berea gives you a lot of gifts in terms of um, introspection, your own relationship with God, thinking about things wider and um, strategy and denomination-wise and thinking about why that people do um, the things that they do or... Um, implement the strategies that they implement but it also gives you a group a cohort to so do dis- that with and discuss it with yeah exactly yeah which is a really big fun blessing and like i love getting to go back and sit in the in the tutorials when i can now and have fun and hang out because it is it's it's great um i loved the ones where we talked about music and like <laughs> getting to see like because Stu's obviously very passionate about music as well and like um yeah, sitting in a room um, with a bunch of people who hadn't heard like Losing My Religion by R.E.M. or like Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana and not automatically knowing all the words and stuff there. I, was, I loved that. I loved because <laughs> it's like, again, like growing up listening to a lot of that kind of music. 
yeah, it was really fun. But uh, yeah, Berea was massive. Youth leadership was massive. And I think I also was um, seeing that those were the things in my life that I really, really looked forward to and I really, really was investing in. And, and um, that was kind of another pointer to, call, to, minist- to paid ministry because it was like, hmm, like all I'm thinking about all week, when me, Ethan and I are just throwing stuff around at GPAC, we're thinking about youth, we're thinking about church, we're thinking about late night, we're thinking about what we can do for this, with, about what we can do for that. And like I loved that. It was really, really fun. And that also during that time at GPAC in the first lockdown was when um, Ethan and I kind of uh, took over helping facilitate the Friday gathering online. And that was when we had all the crazy creative ideas for doing the first lockdown Friday gathering. The We're doing the gathering in the car. We're doing yeah. the gathering as Lego. Yeah. We're doing the gathering as... Like the construction, work. the construction workers. We're doing the game, like, and like, the, there was heaps of people and effort and time. Like Eli, the Lego one, and and Courtney and James helping with the construction one, and like Matt and Kim coming in and playing music for a lot. Like there was more than just there was such a bigger team helping those things happen, but also just like, I think the creativity and the spark that we had working with each other and then figuring out that was like, wow, this is really 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 rewarding and fun and but also glorifying and hopefully bringing joy and helping people connect to church in a really hard time Mm. but i think that was definitely like a big moment in terms of like the teamwork and the partnership that ethan and i have and has continued (laughs) into um, ministry like formal ministry at soul revival but also started with gpac and just being youth leaders together and being friends and him being in youth um, while I was a leader. Um, yeah, like, I think that really pushed me in that direction. And it was just super fun. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen the Lego mm-hmm. one, like, it's super, <laughs> it's super funny. But also, like, yeah, love, like, I just loved that uh, a bunch of those things brought a lot of, like, your kids at the time would were weren't even fuse age but they still watched that they always asked that i remember during covid they're like yeah. we're watching this on fr- can we watch yeah. friday gathering yeah and so it was really fun to get to do something like that something super um creative and fun and i think that that has expanded into a bunch of different things and it led to i'd say that was like a build up to what we did in the second lockdown with week away yeah. And doing the Jonah series and like kind of putting that together in no time at all. Stu writing the sermons, putting that together. Sarah doing the artwork. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and Cass, sorry, Cassie. Cassie did the Jonah. Cassie did the Jonah artwork and then Sarah doing um, the later artworks with Daniel doing the 3D printing and stuff. Like I think it was, it was different second lockdown. It was more, um, it obviously was longer and we had to put more things together. But like... Um, was it longer? I don't even know. It's such a weird blur of a time, isn't it? Um, I think it was a bit longer, the second one. Yeah. But yeah, like um, at least church was shut for longer. How about I say that? Um, the, the creativity that went into that, and I think that's really sparked a bunch of this digital stuff as well, like mm. um, starting chip lunch during lockdown. Yep. Um, 
I really loved getting to work in that team. And I think that Me too. really solidified us. Like, um, it's one of the best times of my life. Yeah. Like I just remember being like, and it, it, it was, it's, I think it's only so positive because the, the rest of the week was so like, Oh, I can't meet up with this and everything's online at zoom. Whereas like Friday was like, everything was building to like trying to be creative, trying to love the church and what we're doing. How can we get people to engage? How can we make people still feel connected? Um, how can we do it in a way that is like soul revival is long-term low key relational. How do you do that when you can't see each other? <laughs> like, yeah. I think that was really, um, yeah, I really cherish getting to hang out with um, our whole team and also the people that did things and popped in. And like, we had so many great memories on, um, the Friday gathering stream as well. <laughs> like, yeah, like after, because uh, just if anyone didn't know, you would, Fridays were huge because we would do basically that second lockdown, we would do four podcasts. So yeah. we'd do, I think we would record a shock absorber in the yeah. morning, then do the two gatherings. So the Saturday and Sunday gathering kind of broadcast. Yeah. And then we would record a chip lunch at the end of the day. Yeah. And then Ethan and I and would kick on to run youth group yeah. from. Yeah, online online on yeah. there so i remember yeah it was about seven till 11 or 12 every friday that whole day, yeah. and it was my memories of it are like like super fun and super exciting but also lying like in, <laughs> if you know the stage at kiriwi like after we'd finally packed up everything for the end of the day and it'd be almost midnight Ethan and i just lying on the stage just looking at the ceiling just like oh <laughs> like it, it, but yeah it was really really fun and discord like i know like the the kids who were doing school online like it was a massive effort to be on discord on a friday night after being on school and like things but uh, so many funny silly memories for the crew that hung out like just so funny and also like yeah just like doing story time with kim like every week we she would do five minutes of narnia and just like read with Adri, right? yeah, yeah. And we're but yeah, there's like video of like Adri just like spewing vomiting <laughs> everywhere. <on it. laughs> like, oh, just like so many good, like, I think good m- memories over that point. And like, there was massively hard things, and COVID freaking sucked. And like, again, like working at GPAC during the first lockdown, like, sucked in terms of just like the the vibes in that environment and trying to get kids excited about things. Like it was really hard and like, I'm so thankful I'm not a teacher during that period or anyone who was working in a hospital or anything that would have been insane, like absolutely insane. But um, yeah, I think God just really used that um, time to really solidify my faith, but also be like, oh, like you can use your creativity to really help a church and it's more than just your guitar playing it's mm-hmm. more than just music it's like coming up with ideas it's um thinking about how you can l- like love the community around you it's thinking about how to make um this gathering more engaging it's thinking about how to get young crew involved like i think a lot of our um our job is problem solving like and I really enjoy that. <laughs> and being um, creative around it. And being creative right? around yeah. it, exactly. And I think God's blessed us with that and having a bunch of people who are really happy to listen and be creative, um, which is really cool. And Stu obviously blessed us with a lot of free reign during that period. And I like really 
appreciate the trust that he gave us to yeah. to help sort that out and he had a massive input in it as well like it was mammoth and um yeah i think it really solidified us as a team and and um across that and i, I yeah i just appreciate the friendships that grew out of like the extended time during that period and and karen was also amazing and has been a um an amazing part of helping me grow as a minister i really appreciated her input and the way that she communicated and um, yeah, I think we just have a really great team um, at Soul Revival, paid and unpaid. Yeah. Um, I like to reflect that I had, like, I think the reason why I'm so passionate about the intergenerational and the Soul Revival approach is, like, I grew up without Christian parents. Um, I didn't have a lot of guidance in a lot of things of faith, and but I think God really put a bunch of people around me that did do that. Um, like, I, I've spoken about my relationship with um, Keegan and who invited me to church but also um, Suzanne who's been um, an amazing part of my life and Jared and Haley were my Bible study leads for a long time some of my best friends in the world amazing have invested in me so much and really um, have been a massive blessing in my life um, people like Greaves and Ange like um, yeah just like that long-term relationship that you're able to have through church is like it's amazing what you, that can do with your life. Like I remember having a big conversation with Greaves in the car as he was dropping me home from late night, I think it was. And that was when I was like, okay, cool. I'm proposing to Beck. I remember having a massive mm. conversation with Ross, like just before going to college, like deciding to actually enroll in college. And like, these are just, these weren't planned conversation. These weren't things where I was like, I'm going to sit down and talk to this person. It was just having that relationship over time that then can blossom into having those conversations because you have been friends and hanging out and maybe it's midnight so you can have a bit of a <laughs> more interesting conversation. Like, And you just think of all the times that, yeah, I can't even count the amount of times I've been involved in things like that. Yeah. Like, you like that conversation. With, and I think also Stu having a big belief in, like he just, he is um, someone who, really sees the best in people and I think sees a look like sees potential that people don't necessarily see I in themselves but also like really invests in helping people figure that out and like he's been a massive part of my life and yeah and then just yeah the partnership with getting to do things with ETH I think we just love hanging out and we're we'll happily chat as much about dumb whatever as we do about church but like I think it's I really value the fact that God puts created us to be in relationship not only with him but with each other and the way that we can help build each other up and make each other better through um, working together. And obviously our relationship with God is the most important. He builds us up through his Holy Spirit, but he also uses the people around us. And I think I've seen that over and over again at Soul Revival. Mm. And we're not perfect like obviously things go wrong. Some um, you don't get along with everyone as well as you get along with some people. That's life. But I think um, having the um, having the intentionally built in to the strategy of the church, it being relational, it being intergenerational, it being um, long term, low key it aiming to cross cultures, it aiming to cross generations and boundaries and bring the gospel to everyone everywhere. I think that's 
what I get so excited about sort of others, like this is what we're trying to do. And like we've had 30 years as a ministry, 10 years of a church trying to figure that out. Um, and it's been really, really lovely being part of that adventure. Um, yeah, so I haven't even got to college yet really, but like I think that was a massive part of my life. But all those that things start. added up. Oh, it sounds like oh, yeah. I do want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And like college, I had a weird kind of introduction to college. It being like part my the whole of my second semester of first year was online. Like so, and that was a big change. I think I find it, I do find it funny, and the the reason why I talk about um, uh, like kind of running away a little bit from wanting to go to college is like one of the things I would say when I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do was like. I don't know what I want to do, but I know that I'd never want to study again. <laughs> <laughs> and then? That was like my one rule. So I don't want to go back to uni. Like I'll do anything else. I just don't want to go back to, I'm done with studying. Um, I liked, I would say I didn't love, sorry. I liked school because I liked my friendship group at school. <laughs> um, I liked school um, socially, but um, I really like learning. I actually really, really like learning new stuff. I really, really hate being examined on it. So like the yeah, first yeah, yeah. five weeks of school or the first five weeks of college or the first five weeks of uni, I love. It's the best. Oh, look at all this new stuff. It's really fun. Oh, questions, things. That's really cool. The minute it takes that next step and it's like, now in two weeks you have to, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Is that again the thing of like not measuring up though? No. No, I think I just hate. I hate exams. I hate, I hate exams too. I hate exams. I hate essays. I hate sitting down and like trying to synthesize things into that kind of stuff. I don't like the, the pressure of it. I just really like learning something and then seeing where that follows and then seeing where that follows and then seeing where that follows. You know what I mean? Like following mm. the like breadcrumbs. Mm. Um, whereas like, yeah, when it's all of a sudden like, no, you need to know these things. You need to do this. You need to be... So doing this and this and this it. so you can be dead i start going like oh yeah i'd rather read a book and then get inspired to read another book and get inspired to do a drawing and get inspired to do that like i'd rather follow that but again that's not very practical <laughs> in life but well, that also maps kind of what you said about your um uh, doing the graphic design yeah course at uni yeah as well. yep. yeah um and so i guess yeah, I that was probably another reason that I really was like oh, full like not just going back to 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 learning but going back full time and like um giving up full time work and like also God blessed Beck with a full time job during that time and like we wouldn't have been able to I would not be able to do college without Beck. I wouldn't have been able to um like emotionally like financially in so many different ways <laughs> like i i wouldn't be able to do any of this without us so i really appreciate and that's why i'm going to keep banging on about it because like yeah you're amazing i love you honey if you're watching i have no idea um <laughs> she's um, awesome yeah she's amazing and like i'm just stoked that i get to do life with her and that um yeah god's blessed me with so many different what different people that i've been supported by and had the blessing to support and i guess everything like we i'm going to talk a lot about relationships and relationally um because that is some of the big ways that god's spoken into my life mm. is through other people mm. um yeah and so i really i really value that and i also value that because i want other people to experience that i think that's why 
um, I talk a lot about that kind of stuff with the youth and with people like, hey, like if you want to invest in this, like we're promising we're going to be here. I, I said on last Friday night, like I was like, you, you can, it's up to you what you want to do, but in this room is Fee and Jared and Greaves who led me. And then sitting around here is a bunch of crew like Fox and Rob and people who I led. Yep. And so it's up to you. Like we're just saying we'll be here. And I think that's what was hard about the guy me thing for me um, was that kind of getting broken a little bit in terms of like um, feeling like they're not let be down there. or they're not going to be there. Yeah. And like that obviously that's more complicated and, um, but I think that also then fired me up to want to be that that type make of make sure it didn't happen to other people. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and I think the really really helpful thing, yeah, is just being consistent with people. Like you know, I think for I in my like thoughtfulness about my hesitations to be youth leader and minister. Like I think. I thought I had to be perfect, mm. but in reality, I realized over time how um, impactful being consistent can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just like you're not perfect. Like, you don't have to be. Um, like, I was reflecting a lot last night about um, John the Baptist. Um, just thinking about, he, like, as we're looking at John and thinking about his ministry, like, I was thinking about like, oh, it's actually a really, really helpful parallel, John the Baptist, even to Jesus's ministry, because like, I think it's pretty, like we're called to follow Jesus and do the things that he did and aspirationally we can get there. But like in terms of sinfulness, that's really hard. Whereas I'm like, oh, like our ministry is Jesus's ministry, but it's also meant to point to Jesus. Like our ministry is meant to be a signpost to Jesus. Our lives are meant to be a, a massive signpost to Jesus. And the song, and I use this when I preached on Christmas Eve, and I'm sure I stole it from someone. Not Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. Eve, Eve. Eve. Did, yeah. And I'm sure I stole it from someone. It's like we're not called. The sign isn't the thing. The sign is the thing that points to the thing. The sign that says Wollongong isn't Wollongong. It's the thing that points to Wollongong. Right. So our ministries aren't meant to be the thing. They're meant to be the thing that points to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it's like something uh, Stu was saying is like, do you? How do you um, increase Jesus and decrease yourself? Yeah, in, yeah, exactly, exactly the point. And so I think I, me as a minister and me as a youth leader and me as a band leader, I'm not called to be Jesus to these people. I'm called to point these people to Jesus, and like, uh, and I'm not called to be perfect. I'm called to point them to the one who is perfect, mm. who can help them grow, help them solve their problems. Um, and I think that makes me like take a big exhale. Like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to aim for perfection, but that's not going to happen. But I'm going to pray and I'm going to try really hard. and That's good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it helps reduce that like kind of unhelpful perception that you need to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, and like because there's only one that is perfect, right? Yeah, absolutely, and I, th yeah, and going to college has been excellent 
for thinking deeply theologically, really um, grounding my faith and doctrine in something. Again, coming from a background that wasn't super religious, it mm. has been super helpful. I did find it really weird and jarring being around um, a majority Christians for the first time in my life. Um, oh, okay. But I <laughs> think that that was, again, God giving me an experience that'll be helpful. That's helpful to have. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the first time I'm like, wow, like I like going to a public school and all those kinds of things. Like, yeah, it was it was helpful to ha- it's been helpful to have those experiences and I I do really love the um I have loved learning and I do see the massive fruits of the deep study that I've been able to do and I see the massive blessing that God's been able to put that time aside and the massive um burden that's put on the people around me and how they've supported me has been humongous and i really appreciate that but yeah when when it's you don't feel like that when you sit down to write a ten thousand word essay um you more think about that when you're like looking back on that essay like wow i really learned a lot ten thousand words it's just yeah anyway so but yeah and he also grew me in having to do like i didn't because i did graphic design i never wrote i never did an exam at uni i just did all assignments so writing helps you clarify your thinking well it's just this weird thing where i the first time i sat down to do an exam at college. I was like, I haven't done an exam since the last exam of HSC. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, yeah, and like it helps you solidify things in a whole different way. Um, but yeah, and over that time, like, I think, um, yeah, God's blessed me and been able to serve in that a lot all through that. And I think he also grew me a lot in terms of serving in music ministry. I really appreciate now being um, the arts pastor here at Soul Revival, I appreciate having the experience of being like I was a band member, I was a band leader, I was a coordinator all before I was um, the pastor in that team. And so I really appreciate having the perspective of those different views. Um, and I think just I really appreciate the the people and the gifts that God's blessed us in music across our entire church. And it's just trying to... Um, hopefully solidify and guide that in helpful ways. Things like uh, arts ministry obviously is involved in a lot more of event kind of things like Easter and Week Away and carols and those are big and exciting and it's really cool to have those kind of, especially carols and Easter big ministries into our community that hopefully we can use um, the music talents that we have to bless our community and reach out to it. That's really fun, but also I just love the the small creative things that you can do together to worship, to um, really glorify God when you're working together. I love getting to sit down with someone like Pete Sab and, and just muck around and write a song that no one's ever going to hear. Like, mm. that's so lovely. Or getting to play. I really love getting to play with new people. I appreciate getting to go over to Riot and play with Grace Michelle or going mm. getting to um, play with Kira Lee on Sunday morning or Matt Baker, like amazing um the partnerships you have or people like liam and zach who i've been playing with for years and years now it's it's really cool um to serve in that way and i think that's what i'm really trying to say is god has blessed me with being able to serve with some really cool people whether that's at youth the amazing youth team whether that's in music with the music team whether that's the pastoral team over the last couple of years or even before that when um i was doing stuff with the berea interns like I just see the amazing ways that God has built people up and given them gifts across many different things. 
Um, I think when we say gifts, sometimes we just think preaching or we just think music or we just think um, those like kind of big outer things. But like, man, you see the people who are just faithful prayers and the way that they change people's lives or just uplift people. It's amazing. Um, Yeah, so I guess I'm just really excited about getting to um, work in so many different ways. Um, I really, really love the opportunities that I've been given and I try and make the most of them as long as I can, you know what I mean? Like, and I love getting to work with you. I love getting to do the podcast and talking about communications and like we get, and like we're similar in a lot of ways in terms of loving sport and loving um, Liverpool Liverpool (laughs) and cultural things. And like, that's awesome. But also like getting stuck into thinking about communications and design and Mm. how we can love the people around us. Cause that's ultimately like, I think communications, sometimes you can think business communications, but it's like, no, how how can we love the church in the way that we're um, going about things? How can we lovingly communicate things? How can we love them in the way of getting them informed? How can we um, like present the gospel in a way that's in no way changing it, but, in a way that's going to make someone click on something or get invested or um, be interested or even just uplift. I think that's a really cool thing about something like chip lunches. It started, we we were doing youth, like you and Ethan were doing a youth podcast. That's the first one. was the first one. And like, yet it's turned into this bigger thing. That's kind of like, I can't even, like if you listen from episode one to whatever episode this is, like it's pretty crazy that, you have so many stories of God working in so many people's lives and this is the tiny, tiny little snippet of what God's doing in okay. the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <let laughs> in alone, Soul Revival. Let alone like, Australia or the it's world, wild. Yeah. Like it's so cool um, to get to partner with God as the gospel goes out. I think I'm really encouraged by that. And like, yeah, I guess it's that dichotomy of like it's in his strength as well. Um, we can't like yeah, there's no um, – we partner with God as the gospel goes out, but we also know that it's up to him. He waters things. He makes things grow. And so we we just do the yeah, best that we can. He waters really things, cool. makes things grow is really good. Yeah. I like that. Because yeah. he's so often – and like, you know, I think about this quite often now is like how much we trick ourselves into thinking that it's in our own strength. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why I think that something like that, a comment like that is really, really – can I ask you, um, as we draw to the end of this episode, and just before I ask the final question, <laughs> I just want to pick up something you said earlier. Was that um, you said that when you were <laughs> drawing Fox's mullet, <laughs> <laughs> that you were like, "Oh, I missed this," and you yeah. said that like it's um, you realize that it's good, it's healthy for you, like in terms of your mental health and stuff, to just creatively draw something. Yeah. As someone who probably isn't that into drawing, for yeah. it, as an example, like why is that? Like, what do you think you get out of that? Because for me, I think sometimes I'm like, well, it's not. Pre- I mean, there's probably other areas of my life that it's like this, but for me, it's like, well, that's not producing anything of any perhaps value. Like, yeah. maybe that would be my initial yeah. reaction to that. Yeah. So, I mean, we touched on something like that with Dan too, of expressing like the wonder of god's created music and there's this there's this emotional element to music and things yeah, like that yeah is it similar with just creatively drawing yeah i think 
I think it depends. Like lots of people get that satisfaction from lots of different things. Mm. And like, so my dad necessarily isn't a very, um, like he's not uh, someone who plays music or um, draws or anything, but like, I think he gets a lot of satisfaction out of problem solving and doing stuff. Whereas other people might get that same kind of satisfaction from mowing the lawn or getting a job. I think lots of people will have that expression in something that they do or yeah. fishing or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but yeah, I think for me, like there are elements where I have that end goal where I really, really love playing music and maybe the end goal would be writing a song or even just practicing like kicking a soccer ball against a wall. Maybe you just get better after a t- time. Like I love playing guitar um, and therefore practicing is easy because I really love doing it. Um, and you know you're getting better, like you said. just then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always been pretty happy. I think I'm the type of person that's pretty happy, even if it's a long, long, long-term goal. As long as I've got a goal, I'm pretty happy. Does that make sense? Like, if I have no goal, then I kind of just start doing whatever. But, like, if I have a goal, any type of goal, I think I'm pretty happy to do it. Um, but, yeah, I think the creativity thing, I think it's just expressing something. I can't even describe it. Like, I just love... Whether it's I I was I pulled up a design program while I was away. I was on holidays a couple of weeks ago, and I just like pulled up a design program, just started designing slides for the Friday gathering, like just just, and I and I will probably never use them because I don't actually really like what I ended up with. <laughs> but it was just the process of being creative and yeah. doing stuff with that. And I get the same thing. Like I play, if I haven't. I start noticing that I'm in a worse mood if I haven't played guitar in a couple, in like a couple of days. And I find it crazy. When I was younger, I was like, what? I can't believe I would ever go a couple of days without doing something like that. But it's like life gets in the way and essays are due and work needs to get done. And I'm sure you with kids, like it's the same kind of thing. But I just have found that like I'm a much happier person when I'm having that kind of creative outlet. Um, And that's just the way that God's wired me. And maybe that outlet for other people is not just fine art or music. It could be cleaning. It could be um, like writing. It could be um, like there's just so many different ways people express themselves in what they do to um, relax or find something. And like, yeah, I also waste too much time on YouTube and do a whole bunch of stuff like that when I could be being more creative and that's something I reflect on constantly. Um, But it's just the way that things are and it's the way that God's wired me and I really, really appreciate that I get to be creative in my job and I think that's... um, Because I don't really view it like a job. If I viewed it like a job, I think I, A, wouldn't enjoy it as much, B... Like, I don't even know how you would do this job if you viewed it as a job. Like, like, there's no kind of... Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. It's it's your whole life. And I think that's what allows you to invest in other people and invest in the things that you do. And again, people view things differently and I'm not right. I'm just viewing it the way that I do. Um, And yeah, sustained by what God has given us um, through those things and through relationships, I think... He gives us a massive blessing in knowing our eternity is safe and knowing that, um, yeah, that we can have a part to play in um, serving him and helping other people know that they can be saved as well. And that's a massive privilege. 
I think I'm just trying to um, partner with him as he does that in so many different ways. But yeah, I, I really value that. And I see that in, you just see the, the people who don't have that and the way that they live their lives. And, and you try and speak into that as you can. Like I've got so many relatives and family who aren't Christians yet. Um, and hopefully that changes. But again, um, we'll see what God's got in store. I had absolutely no idea where I would end up to this point. So I don't know why <laughs> I would end up, why I would know what's going to happen for me. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I just really, I get a lot out of just being able to be creative and I don't draw as much as I would like to, but I play guitar mm. a lot. So really you need to schedule in some drawing time. I do like that's, I think that's the thing. And I was chatting with Jared as we were doing that at later. It's like, Oh, it's such a f- weirdly, fulfilling thing but again it does as you become time poor things become about things that produce results rather or physical tangible results Mm, in things um so yeah i think it's just finding the time to do things like that but like i'm glad that um i have a whole bunch of friends who really like music i can go and see concerts with them i can listen to and do creative things with beck as well she's an amazing designer an amazing um a creative person in so many different ways in terms of um knitting uh, not knitting crocheting and dressmaking and stuff as well so i think i really appreciate getting to sit down and when i get frustrated with the design thing she's often the person i turn to because she's very 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 good at doing the things that i'm not good at um <laughs> that's good yeah i think the overall i think the overall message for me especially like reflecting and coming through this chip lunch is it's amazing getting to partner with God and it's amazing getting to partner with God together, the people he places around us, mm. whether that's um, a relationship like a spouse, a relationship like a leader, a relationship like someone you're leading, yeah. or even just the people that he places around you to go and get to have a chat with over dinner occasionally. It's really cool the way that... Um, he uplifts us through that and that's why I think I'm so passionate about what Soul Revival does is because I really, I don't know if you feel the same coming to faith through this ministry. Um, I really, I, God could have brought me to faith in ways I can't even imagine but I see the way that he did and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I really want to invest in this. Yeah, um, exactly. And the same for me. Yeah, there's... 300,000 people in the Southern Shire who don't know Jesus. And I'd really, really love to try my best to partner with God to do that, to like at least make them think about it. Yeah. (laughs) And like it's really cool to get to be involved in that. And yeah, I think that's why when people ask me about um, moving churches or why I'm still here, because that's a big part of college is a lot of people move. I'm like, well, there's a lot of people here who don't know Jesus and I'd love to keep trying to pursue that goal. Mm. Um, and again, God has different plans. I could end up anywhere. Um, but you just got to be faithful and trust that it's if you're giving your life to him, you don't, you got to do that 100%. You don't get to half do that. Um, yeah. It's really important. Um, and that's hard. That's really, really hard. And it does it also do, like people... It doesn't get easier either, I don't think. Um, no, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I think you but get. I, easy. I think it's easier being more comfortable, knowing that you're like you're being, you're trying to be more like God wants you to be. Yeah, I think that's what something that 
I'm more comfortable in my own skin than I like yeah. kind of ever have been. Yeah. I don't know if you ever fully are, but yeah. 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 And I think I, I would also like, while I briefly have a chance to talk about it, it's just to say like, it's okay to, to doubt and it's okay to, mm. to, um, sit and figure things out. And that's part of being a Christian like is is going through those seasons because i think for a while before i became a christian i was a bit like no you have to be 100 percent certain 100 percent sure right. on everything and then never doubt again and that's what it is and that's not what being a christian is um yeah i just have that recommendation that maybe if you're someone who's still trying to figure things out and think through things that's totally okay and if you're a christian who's maybe having some doubts and some second thoughts and things that's that's part of the journey as well mm. yeah yeah, I was thinking you were saying that talking about growing up in survival, and I think some of the things that I really like like about our relationship is we we grew up in kind of similar similar circumstances, like non Christian family coming to Solis and survival, and just being like, "Oh, this is what I've been missing," and it was different ways. I was looking for that for a long time, mm. I think, and um. Yours was in a different way of like saying I'm part of this, and then it was kind of taken away from mm, you too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think yeah I was looking for something to invest in, and I think maybe you found yourself in something like I want to keep investing in, like that maybe is kind of where I'm trying to draw the parallel. But um, the only other thing I was thinking was like talking about being creative. <laughs> There's this story about um like as a whether it's a hobby or a you know it's a career is that winston churchill um apparently he used to do all his political stuff right mm. but then he would um he did painting at yeah. one of his um one of his outlets and then he also did bricklaying <laughs> <laughs> so he's just used to love like just figuring out how to lay bricks and like he would build like a shed or something and then yeah. people would have like experts like actual bricklayers would have to come fix it, <laughs> it <was so> <laughs> but it's interesting how we We've been made to have those things, that, to do those things that kind of free our mind up, but don't really get us anything. Yeah. But the thing that we get is the freeing and better mental health stuff. Yeah. But I guess I also, sorry, I'm going on so many tangents, but like I also sorry. like to advocate that like I think some people see something and they try it once and they go, well, I'm obviously not talented at this. And so. Or like they, or yeah, they, and like when I picked up a guitar, I was not good for a long time. And I actually picked up a guitar left-handed the first time I picked up a guitar. And my <laughs> guitar teacher was like, no, it's going to be more expensive. <laughs> like it's going to be more expensive. Like it's like buying left-hand golf clubs. There's just less of them. Um, like, so like, I think people can go, oh, you're musically talented. And it's like, maybe, but I also put six hours a day for four years into doing something. And so like, I think my like thing with ministry, especially like, cause we're talking, we're on a Christian podcast, like as well, like this could go with lots of things. It's just, if you want to do something, then working hard at it is the best the consistency, way. Like yeah. Like the amount of people, like I am not, a public speaker naturally at all like i actually hate it but you don't get better at something by not doing it yeah that's true 
And so um, the thing that I like to advocate with people is just like if you're passionate about something, then just go, f- just keep working on it. Like the cool thing is that God does bless some people with extraordinary extraordinary gifts, but he also blesses lots and lots of us with the gift of being able to work at something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if I was sitting there um, as I became a Christian and just thought I'm only going to do what I'm good at, then yeah, maybe I would have got involved in music ministry, but I probably wouldn't have got involved in youth ministry and I definitely wouldn't be a, at college. Because I'm, academically, it's not what I love doing, but it's something I've had to work at to do, mm. to get through that. And that's the same with, I'm not a singer, but I sing at church because I know that sometimes that's what we need and I'm going to keep working at that. And like, that's not something that comes naturally. And I think that's something I really like advocating with people is like, sometimes it might just be like, oh, I can't lead a small, I can't lead a community group. That's not something I'm good at or maybe and i and so i just like i'm really passionate about helping people to work at things like that but also having the awareness for the people around them to let people have a crack and like look to help build people up who are doing that kind of thing like i think it's a really cool environment we have as a church where we can do stuff like that and help people grow um yeah you just I think it's easy to see someone get up and do something and assume that they were always able to do that. Mm. Like Stewie preaching, he's an amazing preacher. And I don't know what he was like when he was younger because I wasn't there. But <laughs> like, I think he's gotten better over time. I agree. You know what I mean? And like the amazing things that you see people work on, I think, um, yeah, that's something I'm really passionate about is like um, just helping people work at stuff because you don't get any better by not doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I read something, re- I maybe heard something on a podcast really helpful that is that when you're, you know, you see something you want to do and th- you therefore look at the people at the top of that. Yeah. Whatever it is, like sport, uh, preaching, whatever career it is, anything like that. But the problem is it's like you comparing where you are at mm. to where they are. Yeah. But you kn- what you're missing is all the things that you're, you've just said. Yeah, the hours. hours and hours and hours that they've put in. Doing it. So yeah. instead of comparing yourself with your peers of people at the same level as, that, yeah. as you, we compare ourselves to the top and then go, oh, we can't do it. Yeah. Oh, and, and, they, and then we get convinced that that's just talent. Yeah. Now, yeah, talent exactly. plays a part. Yeah. But they don't get there unless they put no. No. <laughs> I don't know how, thousands and thousands of hours into what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. And I think that... that um, that is what I'm like, why I'm bringing it up to talk about is because I, I look back and I go, oh, like I look, I see the way that God through working before and after school care equipped yes. me in so many ways yes. for working at youth and working and problem solving and being able to quickly go, okay, this ga- this isn't working, let's shift. Change oh, what do you want? Actually, and also getting young crew invested in a way that are, that is exciting to them and having them have some input. And I got that from both ends, from youth ministry and from thing. Mm. And I also then can take that into the other things that I do mm. and like the way that he let me go and play a bunch of gigs for a bunch of years and just play and, and, and learn how to play music and do that 
in a certain way, but then also through Dan and Zach and being able to play, being taught how to play church, how to play in a way that's not entertainment because every other gig that you're playing as a musician, you're mainly entertainment. Whereas at church music, you're not entertainment. Yeah, the main you're thing leading. Is, is leading. Yeah. And I think God has put Dan, God put Dan in my life and is in that place to help teach me that. And Dan and a whole bunch of other um, older musician crew who helped me learn how to do that. Um, but he also was like, you're going to play bass and you're going to figure that out and you, you're you going to do that in a way that hopefully glorifies you and what you're doing. And I saw Zach do the same thing when he picked up drums to try and um, love the people around them and you'd look at how God can do that through certain skills and I'm just looking for opportunities to keep doing that as well. Um, but yeah, I think... I'm sure this podcast is a bit more rambly and a bit less timeliney because it's that's less linear. But they're my favorite. That's ones. fine. That's the the um, Christopher Nolan version <laughs> rather than. <the> <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's ask the final question then. Yeah, what do you know now as a Christian that you wish your younger Christian self knew? What would you tell them? I probably should have thought about this. I've had two weeks to think about this question. No, this is the this is the best way answer. to do it. I love it when yeah. people people say at the start, like we tell them we're going to ask those three questions. Like oh, I haven't thought about that one. Yeah, but it's it's helpful to reflect on all the like talking about your yeah. whole life and then yeah. going back to it. Yeah, um, I would say like we've touched on a few of these. I'd say it's okay to have doubts as long as you bring them to God. Hmm. Don't try and solve your own problems. God can solve yeah, them. Do it in you God's can't. strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, gifts are important, but hard work's more important. Yeah. Well, I, know, I really like the idea you uh, suggested before about being consistent and being there. Yeah. I think that's even more important than working hard. Like yeah. showing up. Yeah, consistency. Mm. And then, like, uh, I think, like, your oh, – I lost the last one. <laughs> uh, like, oh, yeah, don't, like, just be open to where God has to take you. Mm. And you don't have to be stoked about it all the time. But you just have to be open to being able to listen. I think they're three of the big lessons that God's taught me, especially over the last couple of years. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that would be it. Thanks for having me, Joel. <laughs> Hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been really good, though, to do this over two parts. Yeah. I think it was it was nice to sit down and take some time. Um, and I know that, like you were suggesting... When you were younger, you're like, oh, I can't, I can't match, I can't measure up to like the leaders. I think you've far exceeded that. Oh, thank like you. I, <coughs> I have a really great relationship with you, and I really appreciate our brotherhood. <laughs> 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 but um, like the what you've done with the Friday gathering is incredible, and but it's, also, all, yeah. it's all through God's and it, through the team that we have. Yeah, like, but yeah. It, you've led the team. Yeah. That's the other thing I want to say. Like you've yeah. got to the point where you're leading the team now. Yeah. And I think you're doing it really well. It's the same with your leading arts. I think you're doing an amazing job. Yeah. I think that um I think you're a really great model for someone else thinking about going into ministry. Oh, thank you. And I think, yeah, God has blessed us in all our teams with the amazing people he's put around us. 
Mm. I think it's just that's, about that's very true. trying to work together through that. Mm. I, well, like I would say the same to people like, oh, some people were really lovely and said, oh, you're doing a great job hosting the podcast. But I would always say, and I like hopefully this doesn't, I'm not trying to big note myself here, but I would always say, but we're all doing it as together as a team. Yeah. Like I can't do that without yeah. what the other people are doing. Yeah. And as an example of that is that talking about consistency, like I find you one of the most reliable people. And to me, that's really important. To, like reliability is really important to me. Yeah. I don't know why, but you, I, can, I know I can rely on you day yeah. after day yeah. to just be there and helping. Yeah. Like as an example, like that COVID time when we we're doing the second one, the second lockdown, we were doing regular podcasts. I could just rely on you to help us sort out the things that just need to be done. Yeah. You like press record on the camera. <laughs> Hey, don't forget about this. You were always onto that stuff. Whereas yeah. like, I was like, oh, I've got to remember how to present this and how do I yeah. say this? And yeah. don't look like an idiot. Don't say something offensive. <laughs> All those things. And you would yeah. pull me up. The cancel like, cut's coming yeah, soon, guys. Whenever you want to get rid of Joel, we <laughs> can do it. The bullet's in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Hundreds. Of, I feel the same way. It's like how many hours of you record, recorded is yeah. like, is there now? I'm like, oh, what have I said on things? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, like sitting in the womb chairs. Yes, yes. But that's. But like, it's also like you think about the different layers that, like you've mentioned the team, but like, mm. again, like I can be as consistent as I want in our relationship, but I'm never going to be perfect. But God is, and yes. God is the most consistent. Like, in, yep. if you want a relationship with someone who's never going to let you down, yeah, like <laughs> that's reliable. That, exactly. Yeah. Like, yep. and I just have to say that. But also, like, you think about the different levels that He's blessed you within that in terms of like your family and your kids yes. and Karen and like, it's great. Like that's the stuff that starts mind boggling me when I start thinking <laughs> about the different ways that God has blessed us across so many different things. Like, yeah, I've had so many amazing people in my life speak into my life and um, have massive impacts. I've mentioned Keegan, I've mentioned Jared, I've mentioned Greaves. Yeah. Um, I've mentioned Beck massively. Like it's, it's pretty cool. And yeah, fish and and like yourself and the staff team and um yeah, it's it's crazy the the people God puts in your life um around you um and yeah, I think it's just about trying to glorify Him in everything that you do, um, whether that's waking up and um and sending someone a text or just being on the lookout or just being there to listen to someone when they need to be listened to, I think it's really, mm. yeah, I feel really privileged to um, get to be a part of this church. Um, and I felt that way. I don't like, yes, I get paid to be here sometimes, but like I'd be here if I wasn't getting paid. I was here before <laughs> I was getting paid. I'll be here after I'm getting paid. Like, I think that's the, that's the, the really cool thing that we have. And I'm stoked to get to do that. Mm. Um, and I look forward to doing it. In the future, hopefully, as well. Um, it's been a privilege. Like, you've been on this podcast many times before, but it's been yeah, a privilege. it's kind of a weird one, isn't it? Talk to you. I don't know what I said in the first, because we kind of talked through our stories a little bit in the first episode, didn't we? That's right. But, like, though, it'd be cool to think about the reflections oh, yeah. um, in contrast. Especially, like, you, Amanda came on and kind of surprised, did you? We'll have to talk to Fish at some point yep. and get, now that... Um, He's he's starting college, so yeah, um, yeah. I think it'd be really cool. 
um, it's a cool kind of reflection, isn't it? It's lovely. I really have enjoyed what God's done through this podcast. Me too. In terms of just hearing from so many people, and that's why I love doing it. Um, again, I've been I've been less consistent because I've been at college over the last couple of years, oh. but now I get to high five with fish. <laughs> <laughs> We are college buddies. Well, just like my moment in terms of, yeah, doing things. But yeah. Oh, you mean like it's yeah, like tag team? Yeah. But yeah, I really appreciate um, your friendship, bro. You being one of the leaders there when I first rocked up to youth. And oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been a pretty consistent part of my life, especially um, since the COVID lockdowns. Mm. And I really appreciate getting to work with you in so many different ways. I uh, like, again, like it's fun doing. Um, the more formal stuff, but sometimes the funnest stuff is the sitting around late at night just trying to solve the world's problems, <laughs> which is really fun. Um, and yeah, you're a, you're an amazing dad, an amazing oh, man. husband, you. and it's good to just get to spend time with you. No, thanks, man. No well, problem. Yeah, I love doing this podcast with you as well. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Just in case you're wondering behind the scenes. It is a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. And Joel does a lot of work. And he's really gifted in the way that God has, um, yeah, equipped him to do that. And it's really special to get to see people use their gifts. Thank you. I say gifts as in hard work and consistency (laughs) and all the other stuff I was talking about. But as you said, we we can only get it done because we're a team. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's the bit that I love the most. Mm, Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And or watching. Yeah, sorry for listening to me ramble for two weeks no, in a row. You'll have back to your reg- regular scheduled programming next week, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We I don't know. So, Maybe. Who well, could it be? It could be you. Be. <laughs> it could be you. We want you. If you want to be on the podcast, please contact Joel. Yep. Or you can talk to Ethan or I or church or any of the pastors. and we'd, They can put you into contact. We'd love to have keep having people on. Um, yeah, love to hear about... Mm your walk and what's happening in your life. It's a very, very cool thing to do. Absolutely. And also, if you don't feel like you could be on a podcast, don't worry. I don't feel like I could be on a podcast. I've been on about about 100 of them (laughs) at this point, (laughs) (laughs) not including gatherings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just a chat. That's the thing. It's just a chat. Yeah. But but the only difference is we record it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, One way. One way. One way. One way.